Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. I think we're live. Chad is not here, so we're, we're hoping we did this right today, but uh, welcome. We're Good. technically challenged. Yeah. Uh, we, we, uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, church, a uh, discussion on church membership, and we've talked about this before, but we were just kind of saying that we talked about it in our context with nobody here to disagree with us, and so today we found uh, an obstinate guy <laughs> to come in and put us in our place. Not really, but we invited <laughs> Pastor Jeff from CBC to join yeah. us in the discussion, so so hang on, and we'll be talking about that mm-hmm. soon. But first off, how, how's, how's Jeff and the family and the church? Good. And, yeah. yeah, things are going well. I mean, it's it's been, I think, feel like you're kind of coming out of this <laughs> a couple years season of, I don't know what, but... Purgatory. Yeah, it feels like it's uh, it's been. I mean, you know, there's been good things and hard things that have been a part of the process. But I think we're feels like we're starting to see people returning. You know, coming sort of out of the fog, and yeah, you know, sure. and so that's encouraging to watch. And got some baptism coming up on Easter, and nice. So excited about the Good Friday service that we're doing with you guys. Yeah, we're joining joining forces yeah. again. This year, we're going to do it at their location because it, it'll fit us all better. But uh, 6 o'clock on Good Friday, we'll be yep. hanging out together, which will be exciting. Yeah. we got some ideas on that to throw around, too. Yeah. As far as we get to Are you going to sing solo? Yeah, I, yeah. Special music. <laughs> David wants to do a skit. <laughs> Act it out. Perfect. <laughs> I love drama. Spoken word <laughs> piece that David's been working on. Don't even laugh until you see it. <laughs> Oh, sweet. I would pay money to see something like that. I would do. No, uh, things are going well. Yeah, family-wise, going well, too. We're, we're getting in a weird spot. We're going to have two kids in college, and wow. it's a weird transition. Josiah's loving it because he's like, well, I'm going to be an only child. So Yeah. <laughs> but it's still, roost. That's nice. still a weird transition. You guys have been through some of that, so yeah. I may be calling for some advice. But yeah. It's fantastic is all I would have to say. Right. Empty nesting has been great. I yeah. like it. Yeah, but I'm selfish, so that yeah, probably plays into it somewhat. <laughs> uh, by the way, Chad, Pastor Chad is—he uh, he has a real job as well as pastoring. That sounded bad, but and he had to go to—he had to go to Medford today. Well, I don't think of this as a job, is what I meant. Yeah, no, so he just has a real job. Yes, so he had to go take a test, and probably have some in and out. I'm guessing. No, that was part of why he was yeah. going. Yeah. Anyway, uh, if you're live and tuned in now, pray for him because it's a—it's a—it's a gnarly task, man. They. Like you go into a government facility and you have to, it's really intense the way that they make you kind of do everything. He was explaining it. It sounded, yeah. sounded stressful. So this test is really like bad. Certification? Yeah. Uh, and it's one of those, you, you go to a, an off-site place and they make sure you can't cheat. Not that you have to cheat. But right. So there's all these weird things they put it's in It's like this high security level yeah. test. In you can't Bay. talk to people. You can't bring anything Red, in. Medford, you got to like take your watches and everything off. Yeah. And it was like, what, what in the world? Dude, like all you do is like make a phone call once in a while. Tell people to turn the water on and off. Yeah. So it's kind of, which is not true. He does more than that. Um, but like it, it, like he was talking about, he was stressed That's about the real it. job. Like he doesn't get stressed about things. Like nothing bothers that dude. But he was telling us. Like, he was stressed about it. He's like, bit. this test is gnarly. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's pretty bad. So. Yeah. Pray for Chad. He had to leave all his knives and guns at home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right in the truck, I would guess. <laughs> anyway, so that's why he's not here. But yep. I didn't he, even know there was such a place. 
in Medford. I didn't either. I didn't either. And you'd think there'd be one here. But I did know there's an In-N-Out in Medford. Yes, that is critical. Yeah. And Kaiser as well now. Kaiser, Grants yeah. Pass too. Yeah. They're coming closer. Well, they we can kinda, just get. They're going farther up the up right, I five corridor, right. but hmm. they would get. They'd have a lot of business if they came to Bend. Think I so. Would, but yeah. Yeah, it's got to happen. Yeah, tonight is third Thursday yep. for, for the men. By the way, Love so that. six o'clock here at uh, this location, we'll be feeding you dinner. It is St. Patty's Day. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't think we're going to have corned beef and cabbage, but that would be right. I think it's pulled pork. It's kind of like it. We usually do the corned beef. <laughs> Maybe there'll be pulled pork and coleslaw, so it'll be... I don't know if I've ever had corned beef. Corned beef so that does not sound... That was my mom's tradition, like all growing up, every, especially St. Patrick's Day, corned beef, which I used to call purple meat growing up. You know what I mean? And I didn't care for it growing up. But the way that my wife makes it is... It's, a good it's cook. not too shabby. Would you say it's magically delicious? It's magically. Yeah. I'm not going to try to. I'm going to try to say it that way because it won't sound right. Right. Yes. It'll it's come magically out delicious. It'll be more English than Scottish. She'll go full Irish on it. She'll even throw stout in there with the purple meat. So huh? it cooks in this stout all day. And on St. Patty's Day or just? Oh yeah, bro. Yeah. So is that what you're having tonight? No, mm -hmm. I'll be here. So. <laughs> no, no. Yep. Sure my kids be will be in my house <laughs> eating my share. We appreciate your sacrifice. I know. Yeah. All right. Pulled pork for corned beef. Yeah. We ready? Sure. Let's do it. Membership. Let's figure it out. Well, let's pray first. Let's pray and then do before we do, before we go to start battling. <laughs> we'll crazy. Right. Uh, Father, thank you that uh, we can talk about these things. Thank you for. Um, the unity that exists right now between us as brothers in the Lord and, and churches, and we're excited about um, just what the future has to hold for us as churches in this area. Pray that you would continue to bless and, and bring people through our doors that would um, be able to meet Jesus. Uh, we pray that you'd be with Pastor Chad today and help him to take his test well and pass, and uh, we pray that you'd be with our discussion. Lord, help us to, um, to honor you and the things we talk about and the way we talk about them, and um, we know this is something that's dear to your heart as far as just you love your church and we love it as well so um, help us to do well in jesus name cool. Amen. so not not only did we ask jeff to come in here and have this conversation we asked jeff to lead it mm. <laughs> so like we're we're completely hands off on this we have no idea what's coming i'm not sure what kind of curveballs and sinkers and this could be a setup i'm trying to make it be, simple yeah maybe maybe the first step to start would be sort of defining how we might look at it differently in our churches hmm. like how do you guys see membership in the church or not see membership in the church and then we i could just maybe share what it looks like in our context sure okay well like i, I, I or do you, well maybe that's the easy simple question do you have membership at the door so yes and no yes <laughs> so we have membership but none of our people have ever seen or signed or okay. acknowledged so anything formal that says, here's your membership. Okay. So, so it's not necessarily there's a formal process. Correct. Like I know we use like class, the word strong. Application. Like there's strong membership and ah. like soft membership or weak membership. Right. And a lot of people, I think, would see us as having soft membership mm -hmm. because we don't have formal membership, but we would actually consider our membership strong. And I know we're going to get into sure. that. But as far as... What we what we know that to be and what we right. believe that to be is a very strong view. Yeah, and we take it very seriously. Sure. Actually, right. so 
I don't want to get in a battle with you. Let's go. I, I don't think I would. I wouldn't say our membership is strong. So yeah, we, we, we yeah. That. There you go. We're going to go ahead and disagree. Well, on this. I, I mean, when I think of strong membership, I would think of formal membership. Somebody signing on a dotted yeah, line. And, yeah. So uh, maybe. And that's what I'm saying is I, I believe that's a bad definition of strong membership. Okay. I believe strong membership is how it actually plays itself out. Sure. And actually functions, mm -hmm. not okay. whether someone signs on a line or not. Right. So we, I, I believe that we have a strong. I know that I do. I know that he does too. Even if he doesn't know mm -hmm. it, because I've ministered next right. to him for a long time. <laughs> well, I just wanted. Make sure was, we we are very strong yeah. on what it is to be a member of the body and what that right. entails. Okay. Even though no one's taking ink or blood right. and putting it down on paper. I agree yeah. with that. Strong membership. Yeah. And so we we have a formal, more of a formal process. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we probably have the same view of membership, yeah. but our process would be, you know, people that have come, they they attend a class that is just information about the church, who we are, what we believe, sure. what it means to be a member. Mm -hmm. Um, application, and then there's an interview with the elders, and and we have a covenant that people sign, and that that for some people is um, why they come here, <laughs> right? Right. Well, for, for some, it's, it is kind of a obstacle, sure, because they think, well, I'm I'm a member because I'm coming, you know, and to, and for some to enter into formal membership for some of them is a that some of the obstacle is you know what they've walked through in the past, yeah. Um, you know, and I, so I think, I think probably if we think about just from a biblical perspective, maybe that's kind of the first question is, do we see membership or principles of membership lined out for us in, in the Bible? And where would that be? That's like, a, where good, would that's we a see? good question. That is um, a good question. So like, um, I believe that, I believe the best, clearest, like narrative that we have on membership in the Bible is First Corinthians chapter twelve. Okay. The reason yeah. it's usually not seen as a membership chapter is because it gets hijacked by being a gifts chapter. Right. So we all go to that chapter to talk yeah. about the gifts in the body and can you speak in tongues and yep. you know all that stuff, right? But it's actually, if you look at it fundamentally for what it is, mm -hmm. that is the best articulated narrative that we have right. in the Bible on membership. It's not the and that place. that's speaking about membership on a well. It's kind of, for lack of a better way, it's sort of the global level. To me, it's really describing what, how we are members and what that looks right. like and what makes us members. Like yep. kind of all the questions we have towards membership, I believe Paul answers. Mm -hmm. should, in chapter should, we 12. should we read it? We almost yeah. should read it. Okay. I got it open just because I have a feeling. Let me get so I'll start in verse 12. Uh, for just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, um, that would make it, or not make it less any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smelling? But as it is, God has arranged the members of the body, each one of them, as he chose. If we were all a single mem member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. Um, I was thinking it came down to... Like 27? Yeah. Um, now, now you are the body of Christ and are individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administration, various kinds of tongues. And then it, it uh, basically... You know, we're not all the we're same. not all the same, mm -hmm. but, but we're all important. Yeah. Um, but this idea of uh, the fact that we are, uh, if you're a Christian, you are part mm -hmm. of the universal right. body of Christ, 
and 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 the way this makes it sound is that you, you know there, there's this point where we belong to each other mm -hmm. we're, we're you know we're important to each other yeah which means that you're kind of I hate saying doing life together but right but that's kind of the implication yeah. which is you know played out mostly in a local body yeah um, so and we're we're automatically no longer our own right so when we come mm -hmm. to Christ we've been brought with a price we know that right he has purchased us but in his purchasing he's also made us part of something much bigger mm -hmm. than ourselves. So yeah. that's not optional. Right. So like there's positionally, when you're saved, if you're saved, you are a member. Right. That's so then what we get into are obedient and disobedient members. <laughs> Good members and bad. There you yeah. go. There so, you go. Well, yeah, and I think we, I mean, I, I think, I mean, it, I totally, I think we're on the same page sure. in that sense. I think then if you take it a little bit further than that, we do, and you mentioned this, we, we, we live that out in a local body of believers, yes, we do. Yeah. and and I think we're. I it's think lived we out somewhere, this, right? Yeah, and I think as we read the scriptures, we're called to that because I think there is this idea that, well, if I'm a if I'm a Christian and I am a member of the universal body of believers, well, I don't need to go to church. Right. I can go out in creation and I can worship that way, or I can stay at home and right. read my Bible and do it that way. Right. But I think as we, especially as we look at the New Testament, I think we see that regularly even as Paul planted these churches he set up elders sure. and he writes these letters to specific churches you right. know and even in Acts when sure. Peter gave you know just sort of a mediocre sermon and only 3,000 people came to know Christ sure. <laughs> it says you know they were they were baptized and added to their number that day they had a list of wit you know so I think we see the principles of membership throughout the the New Testament especially I think there's I think there's aspects of that in the Old Testament as well, sure. um, in different ways. But I think you know, as we we think about that idea of the global being a part of the global church, but I think then living that out in a local church, I think that is, I think that's where some of the challenge comes for people is because when we then go to Hebrews 10 and see it tells us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Right. You know, it's like no, as a as a Christian. As a member of the universal body of Christ, I'm called to be in a local body of believers, serving in that body, bringing the gospel. You know, there's all kinds sure. of different aspects to sure. that. So I think we probably agree with that. Maybe some of the areas where we might disagree is is sort of the formality of right. it. Is, you know? is the entry point or what makes it yeah. like legitimate? And that would be a question. Does it? Yeah. I mean, does it matter if someone is a member of a church? Yeah. Because what, I mean, just going back for a second, like, I actually believe that what we just read in 1 Corinthians 12 is more of a local emphasis than it is universal. It's speaking a universal sure. truth, yeah. right? But he's speaking to a local body. Yeah. And he's talking about intimate interactions and interchanges with their giftings, mm -hmm. which only happens on a local level. So I, I believe this is fully right. meaningful. And he know, mentions that as sort of a... Yeah. Yeah. So this this is what you are, no matter where yeah. you live, no matter what part of the map you're on. But the reason is because of what it does locally, mm -hmm. where you yeah. actually exist in the yeah. body that you exist in. So that would be a question. So if if your if your membership at the door is not as formal as let's say ours is at CBC, I doesn't make it any less significant in my mind either that's, one. That's my point. I but guess. that's yeah. the question. I think yeah. is why. Why not the formal right. aspect to it? Well, can it, so let me maybe I can back up here because yeah. I wanted to ask this question. Um, where do you where did that start? Do you think the actual formal like okay we're going to draw a contract for lack of a better term sure. a contract and you're going to sign that like where does that get traced back to? 
do you think? I think, in in my mind at least, I don't know specifically yeah, yeah. about our church, but I think um, I think they could they trace that back to like Acts two. You, you mean know, when they just counted? Where it was, was, you know, 3,000 were added yeah. to their number. Sure. So there was an aspect where they, they knew who those sure. people were. They had a list of widows. They knew who they were, you know, mm-hmm. so they were caring for them. And it seems like, you know, looking at each of those different congregations in the New Testament, right. Corinth, Philippi, it, you know, Paul came in and he set up, yeah. you know, a, a body of elders. Yeah. And then he at times even wrote to specific people in that body. So there was an aspect where, okay, they had to know. And obviously there's smaller communities right. too as well. Yeah. But it seems as though, even though we, we wouldn't see, oh, yep, they signed this. Right, right, and they right. did the, you know, that there is a, I think it's the principle behind right. it that, that right. has led to some of that more yeah. formal. And, and I think sometimes some of that has also been a reaction Right, um, probably more so in church in regards to church discipline. Right, these things have been happening. Somebody comes into our church; they're doing these things, they're living in sin, they're continuing to. And what's the recourse? Well, they're not members. So I mean that, and right. I, but I, at the same time, but we I just don't read in First Corinthians that, twelve that they are. So like right. this could be the document that you bring to them. Yes. <laughs> Say if you're in Christ, if yeah. you profess Christ, then you and, you are. And a member. I think some of it has been a, a legality issue. I, I, there, there we go. I think right? that's really where it is because you can, like you're saying, when we go back to them paying attention to the number of people that have been baptized and specific people here and there, you can do that without contracts being drawn. Like right. we do that, right? We do that here. We know who are members here. Yeah. We know who's dug in. We know how many people we've baptized. We like we know mm-hmm. all that stuff without yeah. having a formal membership. I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, but I, and I think, too, part of it is, you know, if you think about Matthew 18, the, uh-huh. the whole, you know, church discipline passage, yeah. there is a point, if it continues, where they're excommunicated. Agreed. You we've, know, so well, we've like, done well, that here. Okay, what? Yeah. Well, they were members. Well, how right. were they members? That's part of it. I think the other right. aspect for some is right. it's like, okay, well, how do we, how do we know who, who believers are? And how do we know who who aren't? Sure. You know, so there with that, I think with that process, right. you're also sitting down and, and hearing someone's testimony, their conversion. You know, you're talking through that. Some of them are being baptized, so you're you are more apt to know. Okay, who who are the genuine believers? And at the same time, yeah. we probably all have people that we would consider was, members in our church that are not believers. I was going to say, are you convinced <laughs> of who the genuine believers? <laughs> Maybe maybe it makes us feel better as pastors. I, I don't know, but that, that, that might be part of it. That, that is part of the reason that I that I don't like the idea of formal membership is that um, it doesn't guarantee anything on either side of yeah. it. You know, it doesn't mean that they're real uh, they're real genuine Christians mm-hmm. or that they're more committed. To, you know, just because you sign something doesn't mean necessarily that you are. I feel like we have a sense of who those people are without that, mm-hmm. and, and the people that are on the fringe. So I think I think you have a sense of that either way. Yeah. Um, I think the the one the only thing that I can come back to with the formal membership idea is the legal part of there it. There you go. And it was funny because yesterday I got I, uh, I ran into Tammy. She handed me this thing to, to go to the post office. It was like a certified letter that had come and it said attorney of law and that's what it said. And I'm like, are you serious? The night before we have a, a, a we have a discussion on church membership, we're going to get we're yeah. sued by a formal member. You've been That's served. all I can do in my head. I went there, and it ended up being just a a, a warming center thing no. with wages. No, nothing at all. Imagine right. that, David. Imagine that. It ended not, up being not at all what I imagined. Thing, but right? I thought, oh, great. You know, maybe we should yeah. have membership now. Well, I think maybe that's part that's of it. Awesome. You know, too, is I think. Um, in, in my experience, at least, with 
different churches and conversations I've had with pastors over the years, even though there is not a formal membership process that you guys have at the door, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. You know that, right? Yeah. Many are, like have had had a total reaction to membership, and there's nothing. Sure. Right. You're well, especially like you could come your first sure. Sunday and hey, we'll accept you in a membership. We don't know. Well, this is the believer or not. I know there's a whole other aspect of this, but this is the whole problem, like the ultimate problem, in my opinion, with the fragmentation of the church, denominations, Mm. offshoots, everything else, is because you can you can actually exercise church discipline, right? And that person, whether they've signed formally or not, will go down the road to hold on to what they've done, right? And they'll just sneak into a church, and Mm -hmm. we've called churches where we know people have ended Mm -hmm. up. Yeah. And those guys don't care. Right. <laughs> because they don't care about, like, their view of membership's not, I would say, strong. Yeah. They care about having more bodies in their seats. They right. don't care about how the believer's actually doing mm-hmm. vertically with yeah. with a relationship with God or with the church, right, right. horizontally. Um, and so, like, I think that's maybe been one of the biggest, you know, you know, bummers about, yeah. about just the condition of the church as far as mm-hmm. its fragmentation is that membership as a whole falls apart, whether you have sign on the line membership or not. If you're membership minded, yeah. good luck in this day and age. Right. Being able to hold that together, even on a regional level yeah. or local level. So what What do you feel like would be, let's say, the let's, if you did a pros and cons? So what are the what are the pros and cons to a formal membership? So we mean like a signing, like a, yeah. con, a I mean, contractual sort of like how we, agreement. We have that at, our, at CBC, you know, because that would be basically a contractual agreement. The, yeah, they okay. they so they they sign a covenant and they're yeah. they're essentially agreeing to four different aspects of that. Sure, you know, and and it is a. I mean, they do sign it, yeah. you know, so there is a formality to that. Right. And like I said, for some, that's an obstacle. Sure. You know, for whatever reason that is, you know, sure. I mean, doesn't mean they're not saved. Most people that I talk to, and I, I used to be one of those that. The the argument is is it biblical to do this or right. not? And and they would say you're adding you're adding something mm-hmm. onto the Bible that's not there, and that's right. usually why people have a hard time with it. But, yeah. Um, the the con for me um, or the pro to me would be the legal aspect of it, mm-hmm. and that's really the only the only thing different between I think what you guys do and what we are doing is maybe you've covered your backside legally, but I don't even know if that's real anymore. I mean, I think somebody could still it doesn't always hold up. Could still take anymore. you to court and say you know they they you know they're they're guilty for libel or whatever, you know, they right. slandered me. Um, I don't know that that would hold up in court necessarily. It might. But that between the, the way that we do things, because we ask people to be on mission. Mm-hmm. So we don't have a, a membership class where right. a newcomers launch. And we go yep. through and we talk about who we are, what we're about, give them a chance to ask any questions. And then at the end of that, we say, if if you consider us to be your pastors, you're willing to come up, come under mm-hmm. us as your pastors, uh, be under the umbrella of this church leadership, and commit to this body as far as, you know, you're on yeah. mission. You're, the bus is going this way. You're on it with us. Verbalize that to us. Mm-hmm. Come and, and acknowledge it. And so us. that's kind of what we ask for people yeah. to do. There's no signing of anything. Yeah. It's just a verbal commitment. Yeah. And then we, we, our bylaws say, we've only done it a couple of times, they're supposed to come before the church on a Sunday and say, hey, these guys you know, have verbally committed to be on mission with right. us. They're now you know, an official part of the Door family or however we would yeah, work right. that. Because members is kind of a weird thing. Right. But so, so in my mind, the only difference between what we're doing and the other part is probably the, the legal yeah, I think there. I think there's a the. I think part of the the challenge would be as well is, does, for lack of a better way to say it, does not having a formal membership, make it easier for people just to walk. I don't. I mean, 
Actually, I would ask you that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Does it? Because <laughs> um, I wouldn't have a clue. I yeah. think in some ways it does. In And part of that is, you know, when we we commit to something, I mean, it's not that, that have just having sure. a formal process makes someone more committed than sure. somebody else. Right. But I think when we're committing to a body of believers there, and, and I think part of having them go through that process really is them understanding who we are, what we believe, what it means to be a member. Yeah. Um, I think there is a, a, a commitment level to say, if I'm going to walk away from that, or if I'm going to find myself caught up in habitual sin, there's accountability with that. There's right. there's a greater level of commitment to that. Yeah. And, and there's a process even then in walking away from it. Um, I think I think for for many, just in my short experience here at least, it is harder for them when they're when they're they find you know this isn't a fit for me or whatever the case might be. You know, like the pastor or whatever it may be mm-hmm. is. <laughs> hey, we're you know right. we're going to go somewhere else, and I find that people are like you know we're members here, so we want to come and have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Not everybody. Sure. Some just like yeah, whatever. I'm. It doesn't really matter. Membership isn't that big of a deal. Have you seen anyone like in the uh, any of the churches you've pastored in that have had strong membership? Have you seen anyone walk away anyway and just ignore? Yeah, probably a couple, yeah. but not not because we've um, had we've had a couple too that have walked away. I mean, obviously they don't sign anything, but mm-hmm. usually when we pursue somebody um, and hold them accountable for actions or whatever it is, um, it's usually gone pretty well. There's usually been a. a mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it always sure. worked out well at the end, yeah. but they they they've hung in there and, and understood like, no, this is this is right. what I signed up for without signing up. Like, yeah. this is what it is to be a part of the body of Christ. I need to look at this. I need to yeah. deal with this with my leaders. There's only been. A couple people that have just straight up, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Walked and I think that's part of the question, too, you know, is is having a formal membership, does that help us to know not only who we are accountable to, but who we are accountable for? Right. You know, if it, you think about Hebrews 13, where it talks about as leaders, you know, that we're, you know, there's, right. a, there's a submission to that leadership as those who will give account. Sure. So then it's like, well, who am I giving account for? Right. And some of that, maybe that formal process just helps us to better know who it is that we are giving account for and are accountable sure. to. Not that just regular attenders aren't. Sure. You, do you know what I mean? Sure. Um, and that, that's sometimes the challenge in formal membership. Okay, well, what about the person that's not a member? They don't see the value in that. They, they have an obstacle to that. Right. Does that mean I don't care for them or I'm not accountable right. to No. It means I'm still am shepherding them too, you know. But I think that's part of the, the process as well. So I think it is in my mind. It's more than just the legality of it. Um, See, this is where I think because we talked a little bit earlier about you can you can be so universally minded with what the Bible says mm-hmm. about membership that you're not taking into account the local level. And I believe we can be so locally minded that we're not taking into account the reality of the kingdom mindedness, the, right. the universal mindedness. I personally. Because I believe my scriptures have taught me this, and I want to teach the people that God has put under me the same thing. Like, wherever you go, um, you are bound to the believers in that place. Mm-hmm. I don't care who it is. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and I think there's not enough of that. I mm-hmm. think we can actually become very nearsighted on, on the localism aspect of membership. Right. That we're actually doing a disservice to the way Christians ought to be viewing the church as a whole mm-hmm. and their membership in the church as a whole. Right. So. Well, and maybe that's part of where the formal aspect comes to it because yeah. of the, you know, maybe part of the culture that we live in. And I think 
it long term, not just the culture that we're in now. But I think there is there is a level of commitment in people's minds when they're going through a process, they're signing a document, so to speak. Um, not that not that there are people who aren't. Sure. You know what I mean? Not that that's just it, but right. I think in my in my experience, it seems like when people are going through that process, you get to a place where they're like, "No, this is, I'm I'm committed to this." Yeah, sure. And I think that you guys have a process. It's just different than our process. Right. I don't think that it, it's I don't think that it's a right and wrong. I think it's just a different. Yeah. I but agree. I think the, the important piece is that, you know, we do know who our members are. We, we know who our regular attenders are, you know. Right. And so there is that aspect to it. Um, and I think it's, it's helping people. Part of it, in my mind, is it's I want to see people more committed to the body of believers. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of been the challenge for me as well, in, in my experience, is when people aren't members, whether through a formal process or not, um, they're just more loosely committed to the, to the body of Christ. Sure. And that oftentimes translates into lots of different areas. Have you seen, um, <clears throat> let's just say, actively service-wise, like we've talked about before, like it seems like in the in the local congregation, there's an inner circle and an outer circle. <laughs> you've, got, you've got people mm -hmm. on the inside that yeah. are actually like pouring in, paying in, buying in. Right. Uh, they're actually what makes the church the church and yeah. do what it does, right? And then you've got people that are that are just as much member, they 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 sign the same contract mm -hmm. or whatever, but they're peripheral. They're yeah. never buying in. They're not. You know what I mean? Yep. And in that sense, like, like it even doesn't matter. There, there's people that are actually going to act and interact. Right. Like, like they're a member of that body, and there's people that aren't. Yeah. Even if they're a member of the body. Right. Right. And I think for us, we probably have three levels. Yeah. No. So there's the membership. Probably. Probably regular cool. attenders who aren't members who have been there for years yeah. and then those that are that are on the periphery some some are new so they're just coming in trying to figure it sure. out but some that have been there for years and they've never stepped in right for for whatever reason that is I sure. think that's where the challenge sometimes come is and maybe that's part of the the call and membership to becoming a member of the church is really what we want is we want people to be we active. want them to be active and committed yeah you yeah. know and and maybe that's Maybe there is some comfort in that for us as pastors to know they're members. Yes. So that tells me they're they are more committed than maybe somebody that's not. It really tells you who's bought in and who hasn't bought yeah. in. Whether they've signed something or not. Right. Their actions and just their posture, the way that they approach the local body mm -hmm. tells you everything you need to know. Right. You know? So, yeah. I mean as pastors. Right. And that's part of it too, you know, that there's also cons to membership. Yeah. In the sense that um, a lot of churches don't keep very good track of their membership. And so I know and have had experience with pastors that have been voted out of their churches by people that have been members but have not attended in the last 10 years. <laughs> You're talking so, about member-run churches? Yes. Well, that's a whole other problem. <laughs> are, you guys, are you guys congregational? No. What? Okay. No. Well, I mean, part of that is that you can't, mm -hmm. you know, you've set yourself. I, do, I mean, that just almost happened to somebody we, mm -hmm. we both know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all these people came out of the woodwork from years past that said, oh, this guy's teaching, you know, things yeah. I don't like. Let's vote him out. Haven't right. been there for years, attended for years, that's, but they're still members yeah, that's, on yes. paper. That shouldn't even be In the file cabinet. <laughs> yeah, if you've got that, if your bylaws are set up that way, change, that's change them different. now. That's Please, bizarre. for the pastor's sake. But I think there's even some things that are in our bylaws that we're kind of getting ready to revisit right yeah. now where we have... We, we have taught with things that say, you know, that members will have a, a say in certain things, mm -hmm. but then we really don't have right. membership. 
you have people that have said they're on mission, it's a verbal contract. It gets kind of confusing. Yeah. I, I totally understand, and I'm a person that really likes structure and likes right. um, you know, records and things like that. So I, I understand why it's it's cleaner. Yeah. It's clean. It's definitely cleaner yeah. to have a, um, a formal But at the end of the day, membership. I don't feel like it guarantees right. a deeper level of commitment, even though I think maybe it could it could. But I mean people, you know, they get when you get married you, you get vows and right. you want out of that marriage bad enough, you leave the marriage. Yeah. Like, you know, and I, I know that that's true. And then I want to, you know, the, the the legal thing. I mean, ultimately, we just trust God, right, to take care of us. Because you know, we're more spiritual. We're more spiritual, right? So yes, you know, we believe that the gates of hell won't prevail against the church. Whereas, you know, other, no, I'm just kidding. Um, it, I just don't know if it really, at the end of the day, would matter that much. Yeah, I think it does. Okay. And and the reason I say that is because I've in my experience and conversations I've had with a couple different pastors that have been in those situations where they they've biblically walked through the process of. Yeah church discipline and have had to, you know, excommunicate someone, yeah. um, that person has then come back and sued the church. And <clears throat> and they didn't settle out of court, but the reason that their, the reason that their um, case stood up and they didn't have to, to, I don't know what the word is exactly, yeah. that that person that was suing them didn't win is because, one, they had it sort of laid out in their constitution but they had also had they that person had actually signed and said this is what I'm agreeing to as a member. Yeah. Um, the the challenge with that comes is well what if we have someone that comes regularly but they're not a member and this is part of it. Correct. So you then still you still have to go through Matthew 18 and walk through that with them. Either way. Yeah, yeah, either way. But I think that so that's probably where that sometimes it's cleaner. But I think it also can sometimes give excuses to a church. Well, they're not a member, right? Right. So, so if that's I'm, what I mean by so being if too I'm a member and I'm going yeah. through, I'm walking the church is walking me through church discipline. Well, then all I got to do is remove my membership, and now all of a sudden I'm not under church discipline, <laughs> which sounds so weird to me. But I've been in churches where yeah. that's been the experience. It, yeah. Because then it's like, well, then there's no accountability for that person. Because now, well, yeah. But it goes back to what you're saying. Is it? Just because somebody signs somewhere on the dotted line doesn't mean they're more committed than somebody that doesn't. But I think, again, the, the onus comes back to us as pastors is knowing who our people are, knowing who the, there are those that are committed. But I think there is a sense, too, don't you think, where those that maybe are on the periphery, we want to be calling them in to be committed. Absolutely. You know, yeah, and, absolutely. and having those conversations. Right. Well, and part of that is we have a role to play in that and letting them know that they have an important role to play in the church. I mean, mm -hmm. sometimes we just don't do that well as as leaders. Is yeah. to let them know that you know, according to what we just read in Second First Corinthians, they have a part to play, an important part to play, and the body suffers if they're not playing their part. Mm -hmm. I don't think we communicate that well enough. Yeah. So every person really does have a, a reason to buy in. It benefits them and it benefits the church. Right. We're doing this together. And I'll also say. I know for us, when somebody actually does come to us and say, I'm all in, mm -hmm. um, you know, they bought in 100%. They're on mission with us. They, they view us as their pastors. You right. Know, they've submitted to our leadership, not, yeah. not in a domineering way, mm -hmm. but I mean, just that idea that we're under your authority yeah. and we like it. Uh, when, when we hear that and mm -hmm. we know that, it, it's, it changes a lot for yeah. us. I mean, it, does, it really does, um, it helps. And, there, and, and some of that, not people not wanting to commit to membership can be, I don't want to submit to leadership. Correct. Yeah, that that's an aspect to it as well because yeah, I think that's sure. part of what you're saying is when I'm I'm committing to this body of believers, formal membership or not, 
I am submitting to the leadership here, and that means accountability. accountability yeah. That means I'm cared for, I'm shepherded. Yeah. You know, I think that. I mean, for us, it helps us um, just kind of structurally, yeah. you know, because we, we, when we have people that come into membership, you know, we take each of them and we divide them into our, our shepherding groups. And so we are, we know, okay, these are the folks that I'm shepherding. I'm faithfully praying for them. Put them in different them. cell blocks. Too. Right, yep. We, we know where to put them when that happens. Um, but I think it's it just sometimes helps structurally to, to think Sorry. through those things, you know. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think there's a level where we we believe in membership. But I mean, I'm talking about the three of us, our churches. Right. We just, the process probably is just a bit different um, sure. in that sense. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think we're, we're very serious about uh, membership and all aspects of membership mm-hmm. from past. I, I think yeah. that's pro- that probably burns in us all equally right, right here. So maybe that's, yeah. a, that's a question, you know, and maybe this will be helpful for people listening is, what's the benefit of being a member of a church? Whether it's a formal process or not, I mean, what's what's the benefit sure. for for our people? I mean, usually that's why people take up membership at places. I always think of country clubs because of the <laughs> bennies, dude. You know what I mean? What do I get out of this? Well, that's know? the question, right? I mean, yeah. that's that, and that's part of what people are asking when they come. Well, what's what's right. in it for me? Because because <laughs> discipline and accountability. I don't think are ever words that sound like good words. They're good people. words, though. They're, They're good if words. You get discipline and accountability. If you're being saved you and you're actively in right. relationship with Christ and groaning in Christ, they're good words. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not, right. then it's like... Did you say groaning or groaning? Sorry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> groaning and groaning. Depends, depends on the day. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, because there, there is an identification. You know, there's also, there's also a, an aspect where it helps us to know at least as, as much as we can, obviously, without being God, these are genuine believers. Yeah. Right. I mean, they've, they've, they've been converted. They've been baptized. They're, you know, that's, a, that's an aspect to it. I think just the, the but the overall for me, that, that, the community thing, you know, that you want to go where everybody knows your name. Mm-hmm. Kind of a, yeah, cheers. Yeah, <laughs> I think we all have no that, that we want to be part of a family where we, mm-hmm. we, um, we matter. And, uh, and there's no greater thing than the church in that regard. So yeah. when you find a body that you're committed to, they're committed to you, um, you know if you have a, a need that it's going to be met. You know, uh, there's something, when people call the church, you probably get these calls a lot too. If somebody calls and says, you know, I need somebody to, uh, you know, we're in dire straits and we could use some money. And it's yeah. like, I just invite them to come and join our community. Come be a part right. of our community, plug in, become part of the community, and a lot of these things will start to get, you know, looked out. Yeah. People will look out for each other. Yep. We look out for each other as a community. But if we don't know you and you're not part of this community, yeah. it's hard for us to do that very well. Right. So come join the community. Yep. Um, and again, that's sneaky because we really want to see them come to Christ. And, right. And all that. But that's there's something about that aspect yes. that is good. Yeah, because you see that in Acts too, right? Where they're yep they're eating together, they're caring for, they're selling their possessions and giving to anyone at need. Sure. And there's that aspect yeah. to that community that I don't I don't think you can find that in our culture. I mean, there are tribes of, you know, there's the CrossFit tribe and there's the, yeah. you know, the local bar tribe. There's, and there's the Hells there's, Angels. And, um, and people know. do find it there to <laughs> some level. 12-step meetings. Yeah. But the, the amazing thing about the church is that, um, you know, you might have nothing in common with 90% of the people that are there. Right. You have Christ in common. And yeah. That's everything. Yeah. So it's just weird how you can attract 
so many different kinds of people right. and find family, you know, with it's that. that it's that unity and diversity that Absolutely. we see. That. Yeah. And it's a lot of misfits, if, if we're yeah. being honest, you know, and I would, I would be the, you know, I'm the chief misfit. Mm -hmm. Well, that's that the most regard. puzzling part of it, is you're not, you're not coming together because of your love of Harley-Davidson's or no, right. Um, right. your love of your body, so you got to keep it fit, well, you know what I mean? We're, we're people that don't make sense together in a room. Like the, it, right. the, the, there's nothing yeah, about right. it that makes any sense um, other than this thing that we have faith in, yeah. <laughs> right? Right. Which which means everything. And so yeah. the premise then becomes love as a result of this person being right. in each of us, no matter where yeah. we've come from or what our background is. And so that love, even though it's imperfect and messy and ugly yeah. sometimes, is what I think makes the church so different, is that, that unity in love due to Christ in us. Right. right? Well, I think um, that's why... No one can match that. First no Corinthians 13 that. is between 12 and 14. Yeah. Right, yeah. that it's he's helping us to see how we're to live that out in the body of believers, mm -hmm. yeah. you know. And I think that's that's the beauty of unity. I, I don't, I mean, I, we don't see in the scriptures that unity means uniformity, right? You know, it's like, well, I'm going to have to look like this or sound like this, or you know, right. it's like, no, you're you're going to be who God's called you to be, and that's going to be that is going to be messy at times. Yeah. Well, know? we just we just saw it with the whole COVID thing, you right? Know, with people yep. refusing to wear masks and. People, you know, people yeah. wearing masks and people refusing to get vaccinated, and people, and and it 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 actually destroyed it. It took center stage in the church in a way that it has no business yeah. doing that. Like, right, um, because the the unity transcend the unity in Christ transcends yeah. uniformity, right, uh, or should should yeah. But but we we like to walk in the flesh more than the spirit sometimes, and we forget. Right. So, yeah, yeah. That is one of the things though that I, I love about um, you guys get a lot of visitors in the summer too, and, and yeah. so you'll have these people that show up for the first time visiting. And they walk in and they, they worship the Lord to, yeah. with you. And, and it's almost like you've immediately found a family member yep. that you didn't know you had. Yep. Yeah, uh, it, it's, it's crazy how that works. But I yeah. remember even when we first moved here, uh, we started going to a church with you guys. And, uh, you know, I, we've been here maybe a month. And I was working with a guy who was a non-Christian at the company I was with. And I was downtown. And, and I ran into somebody. And they came up and they gave me a big hug. And, and then later <laughs> that day, I ran into somebody else. And, you know, we were yeah. outside. And, and he goes, we've lived here for 10 years. And I don't know anybody still right how do you know all these people yeah. after being in this like church they're family yeah. members you know, right immediately which yep. is yeah that's the phenomenal thing i think and you find that all across the world well and this and this is where like mm -hmm. yeah. like universal membership is such yeah. a beautiful thing that we have come into yes. something bigger than what's even just local yeah even though that's where we function in yeah and see the benefits i can go anywhere like i'm going to go next week to dallas i'm going to visit my brother's church with him right and i'm going to feel home i'm yeah. going to know that that dude bringing the word from that pulpit that there's authority there mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. from him and from what he's bringing like i'm, I'm going to know that i am i'm going to know my place and yeah. I'm going to know who these people are. Right. And um, just how many times I've gone and visited people on a one-off right. somewhere that I've never been visiting a church where you, you shake hands, you swap names, and it's like, yeah, yeah. we know each other. Like, right. Like, we know each other. Right. You know? yeah. so. And I think the, the commitment of, of being a member of a church hopefully helps people to keep from this kind of you know, church-hopping perspective. Yeah. I'm going to try this church for six weeks, and sure. I'm going to go to this one. And then you ask them, well, where do you I'll go to church? Well, you know, I go to, I go to six or eight. Yeah. It's like, yeah. why don't you pick one yeah. and well, be committed better. there? Your kids' you know? program is good. But I really well, yeah, I mean, and, and I think yeah. we see that. There's, and it tells I mean, it's like people, people will they, they, they'll come to your church because they want a, to listen to the word. Or they'll come to your church because they like the music. But then, you know, in the afternoon, they're going to live stream somebody else because they like the music or the word there better. And it's like, how about if we... I, I think sometimes we have so many right. choices 
And in all fairness, we're part of we're part of why they have all the choices they have. Well, yeah. we've created this kind of a culture <laughs> right. where you can literally mm -hmm. double dip, triple dip, yep. or or just kind of like put your own plate together. You know, right. I'll take a little of this and a little of that. Like we've created that. I'm not saying it's all bad. But, well, um, yeah, because pastors can't call and say, "Hey, David, uh, so and so is coming to your church." Uh, well, we've we've, <laughs> we've created it in our in our you know our desire to be bigger, better, sexier than the church next to us, mm -hmm. and so we've we've gone headlong into you know what te technology and social media can, yep. how they can make our church better than the one yeah. you're going to, right? Right. There is a competitive nature that's yeah. allowed us to kind of buffet table. Um, how we get what we get, yeah, and it's not all pretty. Well, and it plays right. it plays into the consumer mindedness. It's of, totally of the, of consumeristic, people, yeah. which you know, at some on, at some level, I hope everybody that's paying attention or listening would, would understand that, that that you know the huge need to commit to a local body, uh, probably mm -hmm. a body in your community would be the best. You know, you know, if you're driving yes. 30 miles every time to you know to find a church, that's not always great. So you right. know, sometimes that has to happen, but. But yeah, commit to a local body mm -hmm. and and serve there and and you know it, it's it's the way the church yeah. is supposed to function. And if right. you're not doing it, you're missing out. Well, go We're read. Missing out. Yeah. Go read First Corinthians twelve again. Yeah. If, like if you don't understand this, like every everybody uh, hurts over one right. guy uh, over one person not being willing to commit uh, to a local body. Uh, you're actually going to hurt more. By, right. by, by being a leg that's cut off from her. Right. I may just miss a leg. I may just be an amputee, right? But I've still got the things that are that are important yeah. uh, if you're not there. But if but if you're not there, you you don't have nothing. Like you're right. literally like dead and immobilized. Yeah, because you don't have the rest of the body. Yes. And I don't think that I don't think that people fully understand that that you know because we talk uh, we talk a lot in churches about sort of the 2080 principle or whatever you know like 20% of the people doing 80% of the work and it's like why don't we have a 100% principle where 100% of the people are doing 100% of the work and the body of Christ is fully functioning as it as it should you know and i think that's that's part of it is cuz sometimes people are like well i'm just waiting for an invitation it's like well there's nothing in the bible that tells you that you should be invited to serve if we have Christ in us, the yeah. Holy Spirit's at work, we are going to be serving the body of Christ yeah. in whatever way God has gifted us. Yeah, and I, I think yeah. we just don't, um, I think that's part of our responsibility as pastors, is I, I want to say, hey, I noticed that you haven't found a place to serve yet. Um, you know, where, where, where do you see that happening? You know, but I think it's also challenging people to say, don't wait for someone to ask you. Right. Look around, see what, see where there's a need. See, see where, where you. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of places to serve in the body of Christ, not just on a Sunday morning. Because I think sometimes people kind of get stuck yeah. in that, right? Well, well, where is there for me to serve on a Sunday? Well, what you're saying is, where is it convenient and comfortable for me to serve that doesn't require anything be, besides being there on a Sunday morning? Because I think service does require sacrifice. And well, I just well think it does. That's it, a challenge. And it, and it requires, um, you know, the, I, it seems like the big buzzword, especially with the rise and fall, uh, the, the words become wounded. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Wounded. I'm sorry, but like you are going to get wounded if there's any kind of close contact relationship yeah. or service or Christianity going on, which is part of the reason why people don't do it. They don't want the in your face or close contact uh, re things that come with, you know, 
that, that yeah. relationship. And it's just a part of what we're called to. You cannot mm-hmm. avoid being wounded or having a bad relational experience with right. somebody, especially the closer you get. And yeah. so I think that's part of the reason. Um, I think a lot of people, like, obviously come to be served and not to serve, like mm-hmm. you talked about. Yeah. But um, we always use the word permission here. Like we tell people over and over again, you have permission to walk in your gifts and to love the heck out of mm-hmm. others, whatever that looks yeah. like, right? Um, but we, we do need to make sure that we're the ones that are that are making it clear that they have permission yeah. to do that. Because yeah. a lot of churches have done the opposite. Yep. We're the paid guys. We're the guys that are educated. We're the guys that have gone through. Like, you, you can't, like, just let us handle yep. it. Come occupy your chair. Fill yeah. the money box or money plate. Yep. Just keep doing what you're, yep. that's what you're here to do. And I, th- I think we have given that impression yes. widely to people, that to congregants, yeah. that, yep. that this this is all you're here to do. We right. don't expect anything else yep. from you. And, and then when they come and want to do something that's maybe outside of, that's comfortable for us, we don't let them. Yeah. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? That's not going to change. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's like, exactly. But I think that's the thing is, and I and I, I want to say to people. Well, we'll let them. Maybe there's but don't something, ask us to do it. Right. Or maybe there's <laughs> something that you have a passion for that you're gifted in that does fit where we're going and the mission that we're on. Because that's, that's part of it too, right, is that there are a lot of great ideas out there, but it doesn't mean that that's to be the mission of the church. Right. right. You could be passionate about uh, ministering to motorcycle riders. Right. Great. Dude, that, so, doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that that so should funny be the that passion of the church. Up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where I think that can sometimes be the expectation is, well, I have a passion for this, so the, right. the church should be as passionate as I am. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not I the think, mission of church. Honestly, I think we overcomplicate much of this. Yeah. It's like plug in to the, the daily life of other believers in the church. There's all mm-hmm. kinds of things going on, and just plug in. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're just part of somebody who prays for people and encourages people, uh, your gifts will kind of rise to the surface. And right. You'll find all kinds of ways to serve. Yeah. You know, but if you're just part of a local community group, you'll find something. But so many Christians talk about how they just feel like their Christian walk is lacking something. Mm-hmm. And I always say, well, what do you? What does it look like? You know, what does your Christian walk right. look like during the week? And if it if it if it's coming to church for an hour on Sunday. No wonder it's lacking. Right, uh, you're missing out, and so are so is the rest of the body. So mm-hmm. don't overcomplicate it. Right, just plug into the, the life yes. of the church. Yeah. and all that's going on. Even if you're there just to encourage each other mm-hmm. and hand glasses of water to the people that right. are serving, you're you're part of it. Yeah, so. there's a tendency to, for people to think that if I'm doing ministry, then it, the minister it has to look like this or it has to look mm-hmm. like this. That it's got to be this this ministry that I'm right. creating right. that's unique to everything else yep. that's happening. And that's where I, I just totally agree with what you're saying is, yeah. is you, you can be doing ministry by just being an active, intentional part yeah. of what already exists. Right. Right. Yeah. And doing it well, making yeah. it better, yeah. making it different, adding something to it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be all together this new thing. Mm-hmm. And then you got, you know, you, that yeah. that's when you then enter ministry. Right. Yeah. And I think part of it too, and and maybe this this is you guys have some of this as well. I don't know, but you what know, is for, that? I'm sorry. That's a is that you, Jeff? No, it sounds is like that your stomach, bro? I think there's somebody using a carpet using. cleaner downstairs right now. Yeah. Oh, was that in the building? I can't hear. Yes. I almost thought it was. Out. Um, I think there is an aspect to it, and and I think we have this as well, um, <laughs> where we get to a place where Chainsaw. for us, you know, we have a we have a, a lot of uh, young and older retired folks Um, and so sometimes and maybe you guys have some of this as well is sometimes they get to a place in their life where it's like yeah I've I've been there I've done that I put my time in yeah you know and and so now I just get to kind of sit back I get to kind of relax and I just get to kind of coast into eternity 
You know, get the pina colada with an umbrella in it. We're and yeah. and my perspective is you can rest when you're dead. Yeah, it's like in retirement. Now you actually get to do a lot of things that you've wanted to do, right. and the and best place to do that in my mind is in the church. And right? you have more to offer now. You're, you're older, which tells me that you got more miles right. on your spirituality, on your Bible time, on yeah. life. Um, so like you have more to offer, right. not less. Yeah. So make sure that you're you know, d- dispensing that. Well, and one of the examples of that is your parents. No, I no, mean, no dude, I'm blown away by my parents. They right are, now. seriously. I mean, I watch all yeah. the things that they're doing. Yeah. And it's like, they are, they're faithfully serving the Lord in so many different ways. Right. You know? Yeah, and, they've been a huge and, testimony. And they have their own physical things that are going on, but they are faithfully serving the Lord in different ways. Sure. And I think people watch that and they're like, wow, okay. Yeah. And it, it ought to be a motivating factor for those that are sort of nominally committed. You know, and I think part of what we're talking about is regardless of what our membership process is, we want people to be committed to the body of Christ. Yep. And serving the body of Christ and faithfully ministering there because, I mean, there is. There's so, so many opportunities not just to serve, but there's so many opportunities to, to share the gospel with people as, as they're doing that. You know, and I think that's, that's the beauty of it, you know, that I think, like, you miss out on that when you're not faithfully committed to a local body of believers. No, it's, it's exciting. We're part of something big. Right. And, and we, get, we get to, yeah. you know, we get to matter, of, you know, yeah. we get to matter. Right. not in a bad way, but in <laughs> yeah. a good way. And, well, and it's bigger than us. Yeah, no, it's, it's a fantastic thing to be part of the family of God. Yeah. and and to enjoy all the benefits right. of it. You know, so I think people think it's the opposite, but the more you plug in, it to me, it's just yeah, it, it's it's worth it. Yeah. So do it. Get them all. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Do it. I Just can't, do it. I can't think with that vacuum thing going. So no, I, I think that's <laughs> I our cue. Yeah, it's, it's, somebody <laughs> pray. Someone just comes in. Let me pray first. Lord, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy that you have shown us through Christ. And uh, I'm thankful for uh, David and Brent and the door and Chad. Uh, faithful, uh, thankful for God for these guys and just their uh, faithfulness to you and to your word. Uh, thankful, Lord, for the people that you have brought into both of our fellowships that we are grateful for, that we're thankful for. We pray, God, that uh, you would continue to bring those uh, into our bodies that would be faithful to you and faithful to serve. Uh, thank you for those that are already doing that. We praise you for them. We're grateful for them. Uh, thankful for just the opportunity to just talk about membership today. And, Lord, we just uh, commit all these things to you. Uh, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, we really appreciate you, dude. Yeah, Thank thanks you for, for being here. Yeah. Thanks for running the discussion today. And just, yeah, the friendship and everything yeah. is, is awesome. Pleasure. So uh, keep praying for these guys, the other churches around you. If you have questions that you want to see addressed on Table Talk, send them in. Yeah. We'll get to them. All right. Even the hard ones. Especially the hard Especially ones. Especially the hard ones. <laughs>